Hey guys, we are Emma and Jessica and welcome to our podcast, MSR Files, an X-Files podcast. In this episode, we're going to go over Firewalker. We'll go through it scene by scene and discuss for interjecting with our own thoughts. Hope you enjoy. So this one was written by Howard Gordon and directed by David Nutter. And you're up first. Mm-hmm. So we, st- <laughs> we start off at the California Institute of Technology. It is the Volcano Observatory in Pasadena, California. It's 2.45am. So there are two men walking down the hall. This is Pierce and Vosberg. They've received like, an emergency signal like requesting an airlift and stuff from the team that are on the mountain. It's the guys that they're monitoring and they haven't checked in. And like all the systems seem to be down on their end. So they walk into the Volcano Research Team data room where there's a wee technician sent at the controls and Vosberg says that we managed to uplink Firewalker's video camera it's at the base camp so we're hoping it can give us a clear picture and tell us what's going on Pierce asks what the robot's doing inside the volcano and Vosberg says there was no um, scheduled descent or anything like that and that the technician says that it's not responding and that all they have is the live video feed I thought it was dry already after all the wine <laughs> Yeah, that's the downside of the wine. Yep. <laughs> Your mouth really dry. Yeah. Uh, so the technician says that somebody's overriding it. So there's a little monitor which shows that the air temperature is 143 degrees. The technician is operating the joystick and like the camera moves around and everything that shows that it's responding. So as it pans around, uh, we see a body lying on the ground and Pierce tells them to stop and yeah, they just see that it's the body and they identify it as Ericsson. There is then a shadow which passes across the body and they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Pierce grabs like the control of the camera and he's looking around and stuff and they see the shadow and Vosbear's like, oh, like, there it is. Like, you saw that, didn't you? And the technician is just like, yeah, but what? Like, can we be moving around in that heat? Like, what on earth? And this Vosbear guy is like, oh, I don't know, maybe it was just like a ghost signal. <laughs> it's like, oh, sure, mate. It's like, that's a shadow. Even in the crappy 90s video cameras, like, that a is a shadow of someone walking. So yeah, so Pierce continues to look around but then the video feed is suddenly lost and it's only static left on the monitor so Vosbear's like what on earth is going on up there so we cut to Mulder's office and Pierce is showing the videotape to Mulder and Scully and like the first part of the tape that he's showing is like a a newscast of like I I, I don't don't know to (laughs) describe it I didn't write down how to describe it it's basically like a newspaper a news report on like this new machine that they've developed and everything this new project that they're doing and stuff like that Um, but what the reason why I didn't write it down is because I was so distracted by how Mulder is sitting in his fucking chair (laughs) did you notice that? yes the boy has got his slutty little knee popped up and his ankle (laughs) on the desk his slutty little knee I'm like, bro, you're in your office. You're in a professional environment talking to a client. And quotation marks, so to speak. It's like in Shadows when he's got his feet like yeah. up. Like he's basically, I don't know how to explain it, but he's got his knees to his chest basically in that <laughs> interrogation room. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you sitting like yeah. that for? What are you doing, boy? Oh, that's funny. So silly. He's so silly. He's a silly goose. <laughs> silly little goose. <laughs> 
So the news reporter is interviewing Daniel Trepkos, who is like the head of the like the project that they're working on and stuff. Like he designed Firewalker and everything like that. Um, it's our boy Bradley. It's the, yeah, the Firewalker I was, man. I was about to say Bradley Cooper. There. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, right? And then that just reminded me of the Hawaii Five O blooper when he's like Bradley, Bradley Cooper, and. <laughs> Scott Cann just like starts pissing on the level laughing he's like Bradley Cooper and he's like is that not it? <laughs> not even realising what he said oh need to watch those bloopers again <laughs> brilliant anyway Bradley uh, Whitford yeah. big ups good actor got of Bradley the firewalker man yeah firewalker guy so yeah so basically he's just saying that this firewalker device is gonna like pick up samples and stuff from like the creators of volcanoes and it'll get them scientific data about their score and things like that and then Tripcos sounding like a right fucking dick is just like scientific data it's like we're talking about revisiting the very origins of the earth blah 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 and I'm like right mate (laughs) You're already annoying me. <laughs> oh, no, I like him. I like him too. But it's just like the way he was talking, I was like, all right, dick. I feel like he always <laughs> plays down. arrogant characters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, simmer down, okay? So yeah, so he's basically saying like, this will be more, this could be more important than man's exploration of space. So Pierce pauses the video in the office and Mulder's like, oh, that's no mean claim. And Pierce says that he always had a flair for self-dramatization. And Scully's like, well, I had always heard that he was brilliant. <laughs> And Pierce is like, like oh, brilliance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this guy as well, he's like, oh, brilliance doesn't go quite far enough. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Just want we free someone to go? Yeah. So, yeah, so he's basically saying, like, Trepco's occupies, like, the rear. He says, no, he does say Trep. Daniel Trepco's <laughs> occupies. <laughs> Fuck me. Daniel Trepco's like occupies that rear place among scientists where dreams, ambitions, and great luck converge. So, Mulder asks if he thinks that his luck's run out, and Pierce says that the team of scientists they just saw sent a distress signal yesterday after failing to make a scheduled status report, and they haven't responded to any of their calls. But by using the remote telemetry, they were able to to activate Firewalker's camera, and then he shows them what they sound of like what they found, sorry, of the shadow on the videotape. Um, so Pierce tells them that they're looking at the floor of the volcano, and that this is the last thing they expected to discover, and that the dead man is Phil Erickson, chief seismologist. Then he shows them a clip of the the clip of the shadow. And Mulder is just like, whoa, what the fuck was that? <laughs> this boy just got like a boner for the paranormal. He's like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, what's going on there? And Pierce like, is like, just measure this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> just the, this oh, dear. is not going to go well. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm already tripping upwards. I'm trying to read ahead. That's the problem. <laughs> right, anyway, where are we? Yeah, so Mulder's got a boner for the paranormal. <laughs> he popped right at that chair. <laughs> So he was asking what was going on. Yeah, he was asking what was going on with the sh- with the shadow, and it's giving me like space flashbacks, which I don't appreciate, but we rolled with it because I like quite like Firewalker. Mm-hmm. So Pierce says that they don't know what it is, but it disabled the camera, and the skull is like, oh, but this thing was alive. And Mulder asks why weren't they up there, and Pierce says that he left the project six weeks ago, and that Tripkos and him nearly came to blows. And Scully asks what they almost came to blows over, and Pierce is just like, oh, I wish I could explain. And I'm like, what? Okay, there's nothing just you to try. Like, all right, peace out, guys. See you later. Mm. To the FBI, of all people, that you want to kind of recruit to help your cause. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 
this, this whole dialogue is just waffling on. I'm just, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, something about, I can't remember, Salieri to Mozart, blah, 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 never quite on his plate of intellect, and he was slipping into madness, etc, etc. Mulder asks if he thinks that Trepkos is responsible for what's happened, and he says that whatever there is between me and Trepkos, I pray that he isn't. They have 20 million tax dollars in this project. If, if word of it to get out, it could destroy years of work and that he's afraid to go through proper channels. And Mulder's just like, haha, we're not exactly proper channels. <laughs> Scully asks how soon they can get up there, and Pierce says that they've got a chartered flight waiting to take us up to Seattle. From there, a helicopter will fly them out to Mount Avalon. So Pierce, like, turns around and goes about his business, taking out the tape and stuff, and Mulder, soft little Mulder, sits down at his desk, and he's like, oh, Scully, he's like, I don't think it's a good idea for you to go. And I'm like, oh, it's so soft. But she's like, nah, Mulder. It's like, I appreciate it, but I'm fucking ready. Oh, yeah. She's like, here we fucking go. Here we go. <laughs> here we. Here we. Here yeah. we fucking go. She's bouncing. She's ready to get back into the game. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to love my again. life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's um, like, nah, fuck you. I'm ready to get back to work. And he's like, oh, you know, maybe we should take some time off. And she's like, she's I've already lost too much time. Bitch. bitch. <laughs> I do like that line where she's like, I've already lost too much time. And just his little face. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. Mm. I'm like, let this bitch, if you feel fine, let her get back to work. Yeah, let her get back absolutely. to kicking ass. So we cut to the Cascade Mountain Range. So Pierce, Mulder, and Scully are in the helicopter. They're going to the project station. There are some very not HD shots <laughs> of the volcano. <laughs> yeah. All their like wide shots are so grainy. I wonder yeah. why. Just like denial the wonder camera capacity at that point. Yeah, or if it's like stock footage. Maybe. Like, I wonder if the stuff in sets, like if they were sitting in the helicopter and the stuff like on location were more like better cameras, whereas yeah, things from like that, a helicopter were just not that great. Yeah, but they're always like very jarring when you see them. It was the same yeah. in Darkness Falls. Like, they had a lot of shots of the mountains and Aye. that, like the sun coming up and like, rising and setting, and like all those shots were terrible, and you're like, oh god. Yeah. But it's a big difference. So they land, they get out of the helicopter, and Pierce walks over to. Like, <laughs> You're forgetting a very important part. Oh, is it Mulder so, is denim on denim? Uh, that as well. <laughs> we'll get to that as well. What have I missed? You've missed the fact that Mulder hops out of the helicopter and then puts his hand out to help Scully get oh, out because she's so tiny. Was... He has to help her down from the helicopter. I was too busy focusing on the. Like, what was happening? Oh, You're supposed to be focusing on the MSRM. That's all point of this podcast. But also, denim point. on denim with Timbies. What a good look. Yes. What a yes. good look. What a we are look. loving the Canadian tuxedo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so 90s. So 90s. So good. Fucking brilliant. Yes. Oh my god. I did miss that. I, I should have been looking at the MSR. I was more... It's just there's that much waffling in this episode. I was there like, is really so care. much waffling in it. You would think Chris Carter wrote this. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> No. So yeah, oh, this whole episode though, just for the MSR, so fucking good. So good. So fucking good. So he walks over to the satellite dish and he points out that it was fireworkers dish, like they've got all their different programs and stuff, instruments set on it. Mother says that they'll look around out here after they've had a wee check inside and Pierce says that these instruments are worth millions of project dollars and I am accountable to the ESGS for every one of them. And Pierce, that sounds like a you problem, not an FBI problem, not gonna lie. And Scully's <laughs> like, Scully said that. <laughs> yeah, but she's basically like, well, shouldn't we find the rest of the descent team first? You know, the human beings. And Pierce is like, ah, oh, do you want to take like a damage survey? And I'm like, okay, let's, we know where your priorities lie. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'll catch up. And then she seems quite annoyed at like how he's just like, no, no, I want to check like the tech and stuff. 
So yeah, they both go inside the building and they have a wee walk around. Mulder calls out, but there's no answer. There's like, he tries the light switch, the lights are all off. So they get their wee torches out, their X-Files torches. Big industrial style FBI yeah. torches. It's so good. They're a staple. They're a staple for the X-Files. So they see loads of broken equipment and everything. It's just, everything's in disarray. And Mulder points out that it looks like somebody wanted to put this operation permanently out of commission. So he starts walking through another room. And there, it cuts to a man hiding like round the corner with like a mountaineering ice pick. And I really like the shot here, the lighting, where it just like illuminates his eyes. It's a very X-Files type shot. Yeah. And it's just so good. So Mulder's looking around and then this guy suddenly jumps him, jumps out and like just tackles him basically. So Scully hears a skirmish and she's like, Mulder! And I'm just like, oh yes, she's back. So she runs to help him. And Mulder has now subdued the man against the desk. And he's like, oh, wait, wait. And Scully's just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, no, no, it wasn't what it looks like. And Mulder's like, he just about took my head off. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy is like, oh, no, like, I made a mistake. Like, I'm sorry. And it's just like, what the fuck? And Mulder's just like, who the hell are you, bestie? And then he reveals that he is Jason Ludwig and he's the robotics engineer for the Descent team. And Mulder asks if he always greets people this way. <laughs> and Ludwig says that oh, I heard a noise and I thought it was him. Like, him with a capital H. You're like, oh, who's him? And that he was just trying to protect himself and that it was just self-preservation. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, mate. <laughs> I just don't like him. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to really either. like him anyway. But I just remember from ER and he was an arrogant fuck and I didn't like him in that either. So... <laughs> Just like prejudging him. Yeah, I don't like him either. He's a bit of a whiny wee prick. Yeah. I'm like, can you just grow up? Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> so Mulder asks who he thinks that he was that he had to protect himself against, and Ludwig says Tripkos. So we cut to a short time afterwards, and they're walking through the base and stuff, and Ludwig is. Like working through like the electrics and things and he turns the electricity back on and he is talking about Trepkos. He says that he ran hot and cold. Sometimes he wouldn't talk to us for days and then you're boom. hot and you're cold. And cold yes, you're yes, and you're and no. You're no. <laughs> and what's the rest of the I, I can't remember now. You're up and it's down. It's wrong and it's right. That's it. I can't remember what the words after that. So yeah. So basically like, and then he would be quiet and then they couldn't get him to shop. And he's like, oh, like, don't get me wrong, no one revered the man more than me. He's like, he's a prophet, he was an oracle, he saw things that you and me, we only dream about and forget when we wake up. And I'm like, is there something you want to tell us, Ludwig? Yeah. It's like, this is a safe space, like, you you can let us know. He's got pictures of Trepkos in his spank bank, for sure. <laughs> he's got one in his wallet. <laughs> like, I think they all on that team, like, Pierce as well, he's just, it's like, got a little shrine in his house. Yeah. Jesus. Like, he wanted to kill the man, but at the same time, he worships him. Yeah. So who was, who was hot and cold there? Oh. <laughs> that has so, yeah. been a long... How long have they been secluded up in that like world? A, a year, yeah. It's been a long... Less than that. <laughs> a year. True. And only, there's only one woman there, isn't there? Listen. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta be gay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sometimes you just do. It just reminds me of Easy A. Have you ever seen Easy A? Like Emma nope. Stone and Stanley Tucci in it. Nah. <laughs> it's something, it's like like a high school film and stuff. I think it's ba- kind of like loosely based on the Scarlet Letter. I can't remember, it's been years since I saw it. Mm-hmm. And it's just what, like, they're talking about like teenage shit. And then Stanley Tucci's character is like talking about being gay or something. And she's like, oh no, like I'm not gay. And it's like, why? Like, it's fine. We're all gay once. <laughs> like, I was gay for a while. And it just sticks to my head. <laughs> 
Oh, it's just, I was gay once. For a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the delivery of it is brilliant. I love Stanley too. I've still never seen it. No. No. I saw it in the cinema, but I've never seen it since. I think basically, like, the premise is, you know, like, high school, and they're all, like, talking about sex and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I've had it, but then she faked it, I think, with one of her friends who might have been gay, I can't remember, or, like, one of her best friends. But basically, they faked it, I think, just for both of them to be like, oh, yeah, like, we both had sex, and then yeah. they're like, oh, she's a slut, and I'm like, oh. well, I'm like, great. So it's like a scarlet Sounds letter right. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right for high school. But yeah, just Stanley Tucci's character was fucking brilliant. Stanley Tucci, oh my god, try again. Stanley <laughs> Tucci's character is always brilliant. Yeah, like there's his one characters scene. are usually always great in films. Yeah, there, there's one scene where the it's like the mum, the dad, the daughter, and they have an adopted son who's African American, and he's like, oh, like the, the son is like, oh, like I'm adopted, and he's just like, what? <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> it's like, you know, the two white parents. And he's like, how did you find this out? And just looks up like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking great. It's a great film. Reminds me of that Daniel Sloss bit about Jesus. Because he's saying like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing that like you can't argue with religion is that Jesus wasn't white. Like, he was from the Middle East. He's like, yeah. had he been white, that would have been the fucking miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. you like, my God, he's turning water into wine. He's a different fucking color. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? It's so good. I've not seen it. No, oh, oh, I'm too much of it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, Daniel Sloss. Oh, you have a look. I do like a wee bit of Daniel Sloss. I've not watched this stuff in years though. Ah, he's good. I like, can't, yeah, I can't think of the last thing I watched. It was a good like what eight nine years ago though. Oosht, when he was just a boy. Yeah, it's just a wee baby. Oh, we, have we um, actually got through five minutes of this? I've gone off on a massive tangent. I'm like, oh, I don't know when I got to. Yeah, Ludwig's Let's in love with backtrack. Oh, yeah, everyone's in love with Yeah, Trekkos. everyone's in love with Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Which, you know, real. Yep, real. The little, little firewalker man. Ever since you showed me I'm in The Handmaid's Tale, I, that's has been his name. Like, I'm sure like I'm sure he's a very, well like, dick. We are so far and gone I- in that, that night. <laughs> Like we and were I both like him so as an drunk. Actor. Yeah, but I just me call too. him Firewalker Man now <laughs> from our conversation. Do you know how long it took me to <laughs> Again, I'm so bad at this <laughs> to realise that he was Bradley Whitford. When I was watching the Handmaid's Day, I was like, I know that guy. And I was especially his voice. I was like, Oh, his voice is so familiar. Who is he? And then it mm-hmm. suddenly came to me who he was and I was like, Oh my god, I was like, he suddenly got very old. <laughs> like he's always kinda looked old because he was always kind of like going balls and that. Yeah. All of a sudden he had like white hair and I was like, When the fuck did that happen? And a beard. I feel like a beard hides a lot. It's hard to tell. Maybe just me. I'm just a spaz I can't recognise people, but <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's who it is! That's him! But yeah, he's been lots of stuff. He's usually bad guys a lot of the time, actually, come to think okay. about it. Or just arrogant assholes. He's the bad guy <laughs> in Billy and Madison. Remember that? No. He's the guy that, want- he's the guy that the dad's going to give like the business to. And then Billy Madison like has to go to school if he wants to get instead. I don't instead. think I've ever seen that. You've never seen Billy Madison with Adam Sandler? Not. What? No. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've only ever seen Happy Gilmore, Warboy. And after that, I can't remember what else I've seen. I didn't watch his, his earlier stuff. Mm. The Longest Yard. Oh, yeah, that's... That was another one. Billy Mads is good. He's also... Have you seen that film? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like... It's Save Mr. Banks about Mary Poppins. Like, about how they wrote Mary Poppins. And I, into, like, the Disney I've film. heard of it, but I've not seen never seen, seen it. it. He's in that. He's in Philadelphia. He is in West Wing, but I don't watch that. Okay. Oh, what else? He's one of those guys. He's literally been in so much shit. Yeah. But yeah. see, when you try to think of it, you well, they forget. Right? Are we doing a Bradley Whitford podcast? 
<laughs> Bradley Cooper, did you just say? Bradley Whitford. <laughs> Bradley Whitford podcast. Yep, apparently so. Let's recall I think we spent it, like... about 50 minutes talking about Bradley Whitford yeah. and ER. Yeah. So let's get back on track. Yeah. Everybody's let's in love back. with Trepcos. Yeah, everybody loves Trepcos. <laughs> <laughs> Ludwig is saying, oh, you can come out now to the other folk in the station. He introduces <laughs> Peter Tanaka, who is the systems analyst, and is uh, and he also introduces Jesse O'Neill. She asks, are you the rescue team? And Mulder says that no, we're the FBI. And she's like, oh, the FBI, like, but, but you're you're taking us back, right? You're taking us home. And Mulder says that after they've investigated what has happened here. And as they keep talking, Jesse like appears very like, you know, stressed out and just like agitated, just very like nervous and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tanaka is quiet and seems like coughing quite a lot. But yeah, so Ludwig yeah. is basically like trip because of what happened here. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the COVID. So, yeah, Trepkos is like, uh, no, Ludwig is like, Trepkos is what happened here. And Mulder asks if he killed Ericsson, and Ludwig is like, nah, like he flipped out, like right after the scene, he just flipped out, man. And Scully's like, right, okay. So can you think of anything that might have caused or contributed to behaviour? And Lud was like, you're asking me? I'm like, bitch, you were here. Like, That's why we're asking you. I'm like, you're not helping, Ludwig. And then O'Neill comes in and she says that Daniel is sick, that he has a bipolar disorder, and I think that's what this was. And that his disorder wasn't a secret, it wasn't something he'd, that he'd advertised either, but with his medication, he was just fine. So Mother wanders off into an office, like, starts looking around, and and Ludwig says that, they say, oh, well, I think Ericsson's wife might disagree with that. <laughs> and O'Neill is just looking at him just like, bitch, can you just Mind your own business. Up? Yes. You fucked him too. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why he's like, the way he is, he's jealous. He yes. wants the fuck out he's That's not. what the truth is. So Scully ignores him and asks... O'Neill, she's like, oh, but, like, you're part of the team. She says that, yep, that Daniel was her thesis advisor at the university and that he asked her to assist on this project. Mulder comes out of the office and he has like some papers in his, ha- in his hand and asks if these are his notes and O'Neill says that yep like whatever's left of them and that the first thing that he did was destroy all his own work like his field journals, his computer discs which is so funny like in this day and age like he must have destroyed like his floppy disks and stuff and I'm like oh <laughs> throwback. I never used a floppy disk but we had a whole bunch oh, of them at the bottom of our I didn't know what, how did you put stuff on them? We had like a floppy disk insert on our computer and we had like a whole tub of them that our dad got us with the computer and I was just yeah. like I don't know what these are for uh, so I like I to flick the little finger across on it yeah I like to do that and I like putting it in and taking it I like yeah so I like putting it in it was very satisfying to put it into the computer <laughs> I liked it when it popped out why are you laughing at that could be taken very out of context but <laughs> this is very innocent we are a very innocent <laughs> Christian podcast again <laughs> Since I went. <laughs> Get your mind out the car. Okay? <laughs> That's where my mind lives, okay? <laughs> I, I see you. I see where I've gone wrong. Yes. I liked I liked floppy disks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says you are. <laughs> anyway. They just oh, destroyed those floppy disks. Yeah. Ludwig, Ludwig wanted to destroy his fluffy disc <laughs> So I bet he did. <laughs> he fucking did. So it pierced. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we've had too much wine. <laughs> yep. This was never a good T- idea. Tis the season. So, yeah. So, yeah. Basically, like, you destroy all this stuff. Jesse gives an explanation why. And Mulder's looking through the stuff that they've managed to salvage. And there's some papers that says, like... Like in the notes it says like new life form 
like written and underlined. So we cut to outside and Pierce is walking through the woods. He's looking for his stuff. He hears a noise and he shouts out if it's like anybody there, but there's no response. So back inside, Mulder motions Scully like to come into the room where they talk in private. And he's like, oh, what do you make of Mr. Trickgoss neighborhood? And Scully's <laughs> like, I think they all want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening here I don't remember that part of the episode <laughs> no she's like, oh, like what do you mean and Mulder's like oh, don't you think your, their behaviour is a little bizarre almost paranoid and Scully's like bitch you would fucking know Yeah, <laughs> the king of paranoid um, but yeah she real. says cons- consider their behaviour and what they've been through oh, consider what they've been through like not especially and Mulder says that they're practically climbing the walls mm-hmm. and Scully points out that they've been living in the middle of nowhere for almost a year one of their team members is dead probably at the hands of another you'd expect some heightened levels of emotional distress Mulder's like nah I think there's more to it like there's something they're not telling us and she asks based on what Mulder says that based on when Ludwig tried to play t-ball with my head <laughs> <laughs> like, he knew I wasn't Trepkos. And Scully is like, bitch, now you're sounding paranoid. Mm, yep. Now. When has he yeah, not just, been just paranoid? Now. Just now. Paranoid is his middle name. Yeah. It's actually William, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mueller says... Like everyone else in this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Most overused na- name on the show is yep. William. William, yep. Um, so Mueller's point is... It- Mulder says that Pierce knows these people, let's find out what he thinks. And then in the forest, um, Pierce is expecting like the instruments and stuff. Um, and then as he stands up, he's... What am I trying to say? I don't, I don't know. He's like tackled against a tree. And we find out that it's Trepkos. It's the Firewalker Man. Bradley Firewalker Legend. Yep. Um, he has, he... <laughs> do you want me to do his IMDb real quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, shall we do like a full expose on him? <laughs> Go on the episode, get <laughs> We've barely talked about him yet. <laughs> He's been in it for like five seconds and we're like, oh, full Wikipedia page reading that. Oh. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Trepkos is not looking good. He looks like he's lived in a volcano for a while and he strangles him, Literally, kills yeah. him and says, no one can leave. <laughs> do, 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 do. So yeah, he breaks his neck and then Pierce's broom breed. So now it's dark outside. <laughs> um, Pierce's body is on the ground. That's how much time has passed. This yep. is Jan. <laughs> so they're searching. The, the team's now searching for him and they're calling out to him and they're saying that they can't find him and stuff. And Tanaka founds, f- finds him lying on the ground. So he calls everybody over and we cut back to the station. Pierce's body is wrapped up in plastic and Lud- uh, Ludwig asks what they should do with the body and Scully asks if they have a freezer. So um, he's like, oh yeah, like I'll take him to it. So Scully asks Mulder, why don't you radio for the helicopter? Like she's almost done here. And Mulder goes to help Ludwig and Tanaka who are lifting Pierce to go to towards the freezer and Ludwig's like nah like, it's fine we've got it so that leaves Mulder and Scully alone and Mulder says that we can't leave yet Scully she asks why not and Mulder says that it's because Trepkos is still out out there and she's like oh I know like, you killed Pierce and probably Erickson I think we should come back for him with a larger party Mulder says that it's been going over Trepkos work fragments mostly but he found several references to a subterranean organism. Talking is getting so much fucking harder. Oh my god. 
just slurring all over the shop. God damn it. My brain's fine, but my mouth's not working as fast as my brain's thinking. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, Scully asks what he's talking about, and Mulder says that it's an unknown organism existing within the volcano. He hasn't found anything yet that describes it in specific terms, but he pulls out a piece of paper from his pocket and sits on the table, and Scully's like, Bro, like Muller, nothing gonna live in this volcano. Not only because of the heat, but because of the the gases and the toxic the toxins and stuff would be like bad for it. Like it couldn't survive. But Mulder motions towards the paper and asks, "Oh, wait, what does this say?" And Scully says that it describes the metabolism for hydrogen sulfide into silicon dioxide. Mulder asks, "Doesn't that suggest a silicon-based life form?" And I'm getting currently getting flashbacks to <laughs> evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Get some head and shoulders, and you'll be sorry right out. Anyway, no tangents and tangents. No, Let's go. no, no more tangents. Just keeping a roll. But yes, yeah, Scully's like, well, but like every fundamental building block for every organism known to man is carbon, from the smallest bacteria to the largest redwood tree. Mulder argues that yes, but silicon is the closest element to carbon. It reacts almost identically with other elements. The way it combines to form complex molecules, and a silicon-based life form in the deep biosphere has been one of the holy holy grails of modern science, and maybe Trepkos found it. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Scully says that it's science fiction. It's an elaborate <laughs> As always. from a delusional mind. <laughs> Scully should put that on a fucking t-shirt at this point. Yeah. It's science fiction, Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, that doesn't prove anything. Mulder says that Trepko says that he found... Oh, Trepko said that he had physical evidence. It's got to be around here somewhere. And... Scully's like, well, whatever he had, like, he destroyed it. And Mulder says that maybe it wasn't Trepkos who had destroyed it. What if it was one of the others? And Scully's just like, well, why wouldn't he do that? <laughs> uh, but it's like, but Mulder, the fact is that all these people are suffering varying degrees from, oh, varying degrees of post-traumatic stress. And from a strictly medical point of view, we have to get them out of here sooner rather than later. So she walks away and Mulder's just, like, spat the dummy out. He's a bit annoyed. <laughs> we cut to, like, a short time after that, Scully goes to O'Neill and visits her in her room and she's so soft here as well she's like she is can so I talk soft. to you like oh it's too cute so yeah she comes in the room and O'Neill's like oh, I hate this place and <laughs> Scully's like what happened to you like you can trust me and I'm like yes trust Dana Scully and Dana Scully we trust. we trust. That should be trust the tagline. No <laughs> Only Dana Scully. Trust no one. Everyone else go fuck Dana Scully. That's, that's actually what Deep Throat was going to say, but he died too soon. He's going to say, yeah. trust no one. Except Scully. Except, yeah. oh my God, except Scully. <laughs> and I speak. I'm glad I'm not the only one and I'm looking forward it's to it. It's that 14 and a half percent white, man. <laughs> I know my wee jam shed was 13 and a half and I started at four o'clock four hours ago. <laughs> Jeez. Fuck me. We're good though. We're good. We're celebrating. Whoop, whoop. It's the holiday season. It's the party mm-hmm. season. Yep. Mark's over. Let's celebrate. Scotty, just being, just, just being our, our good self. Good Come on. Come on. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. So Scully asks her what happened here. You know, she says that you can trust me. And O'Neill says that after the first ascent, Daniel changed. He became withdrawn and paranoid. He locked himself in the lab for three days and wouldn't let any of us in. Scully asks if you think the descent somehow triggered his breakdown. And uh, she says, well, that's what I thought. And then she walks over to a chest of drawers and pulls out like a wee bottle of pills. She says that he found out that he stopped taking his medication. Scully reads it and sees that it's lithium carbonate. And O'Neill says that, yep, he said that they were polluting his brain and his body. Oh no, and he said that I was polluting 
his body and that she's scared and she doesn't want to die here. Scully asks, what are you afraid of, Jesse? And O'Neill says, Daniel. The only reason I came here was because of him. He promised me that this would be an adventure and that it would change my life. But eight months is a long time and I just want to go home now. Scully asks, where is home? And she says, anywhere but here. <laughs> so we cut to Mulder who has found an, like a, a tape of Tripco. So he's like doing a like, like, a, like a log, like a, an audio log of like all he's discovered. And it's, he's rambling. And while I was writing this in these notes, I had a glass of wine and I was hearing him talk, but I was not hearing what he was saying because <laughs> it was just a typical like, X-Files voiceover like monologue. Yeah, I just tuned out. Ugh. It made no sense to me whatsoever. So yeah, it's a whole thing. He's just like blah, blah, blah. But Mulder's studying Tripco's notes and there's there's an earth tremor and Mulder runs out to the like the control room and stuff where Ludwig and Tanaka are and what were like, the names oh, in this episode <coughs> I know of course Tanaka Ludwig yeah okay. calm down guys what happened to Tom Smith <laughs> Tom Smith Joe Bloggs yeah Supposedly John Smith. I don't know where Tom came from. Oh yeah, John Smith. Jo- go, um, John Doe. That's what I'm thinking of. John Doe. James Smith. John. No, John Smith. Yeah. Yeah, John Smith is like yeah. your bog standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. Average yeah. Joe. Somehow Tom came out. No, I don't fucking know where that came from. <laughs> Tom. Tom, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. <laughs> it's not unusual. Unusual. <laughs> oh dear. Trek was walking into the volcano. It's not unusual. Usual. <laughs> So, right, Tanaka is not looking well. He's looking ill. He's looking sick, boy. Sick and sickly. (laughs) Mulder asks what caused that tremor. And he says that there's been lots of seismic activity lately in the northeast rift zone. And Ludwig. Seismic activity. (laughs) Ludwig, fucking better Ludwig, is like, oh, well, if Tripcos hadn't destroyed all our instruments, we might have even learned something from it. I'm like, oh, such a fucking yeah. bit. He is like, oh, get, a little bitch. Get in the bin, because I just cannot fucking do it. Throw yeah, it out the window. I would have killed him. Yeah. Like, Leap you're isolated. No one would know. Like, someone else is going around yeah. killing people. Just kill him, and then be like, oh, no, he's like the latest victim. <laughs> He's just a whiny bitch. I'm like, yeah. get over yourself. Yeah, so Tanaka starts coughing and Mulder asks him if he feels alright and he's just like, yep. And he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and Mulder is just like, by the way, if you didn't know, Agent Scully is a medical doctor. Not just a doctor, a medical doctor. <laughs> because we all don't know. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, oh, you should let her take a look at her. And she's, he's just like, nope, I'm fine. And he's like, oh, like, why don't you let her just take a look? And he's like, no. So like, he's kind of spat the dummy a bit. And he's just like, nope, the fuck off. But he stands up and like pushes Mulder out the way and collapses. And Mulder's like, well, I'm going to get her now because you've collapsed. And Ludwig is like, come on, like, gobbly, she'll help you. And Tanaka is like, no, I don't want her to help me. He's like quite adamant about it. And Ludwig is like, no, of course you do. Like, it's for the best. We have to get out of here. So Muller and Scully come running back and he says that Tanaka just collapsed after the tremor and he seems pretty bad. Ludwig has got Tanaka lying on an examination table and he says that he's burning up. Mulder asks, what is it? And Scully says, he can't tell whether it's an infection or a toxic reaction, but we've got to get him to a hospital. So Ludwig runs off to get a stretcher and Mulder asks, what about Trepkos? We can't just leave him. But Scully asks him for the shortwave radio. And in this little interaction, they totally seem like an old married couple. And she's just like, give me the radio. And he just hands it over. And I'm like, oh, it's quite cute. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so cute. So he and Mulder, no, Ludwig and Mulder start to get Tanaka onto the stretcher that he's brought back. And Scully on the radio says that she, she like, announces herself. She says she's with the Firewalker team and to come in, search and rescue. And she tells 
uh, Mulder and Ludwig to go on ahead. She'll get O'Neill and she'll meet them at the landing site. And over the radio, they're like, oh, like a search and rescue, like over. So she says to search and rescue that they're requesting dispatch of a med evac our location immediately. They have an Asian male, mid-30s, spiking a high-grade fever. Mulder and Ludwig are carrying Tanaka on the stretcher, like, towards, like, the entrance area. And, like, as they're walking, Mulder notices, like, bulging coming out of Tanaka's throat. And even the sight of this made me bulk. I was just like, I can't watch it. <laughs> Fucking bogging. So Scully goes to see O'Neill and she says that Tanaka has collapsed and that they're getting him out. So Mulder and Ludwig end up outside the station. It's been raining, it's dark. But as they walk, yeah, it's good vibes. As they walk away from the door, Taraka suddenly twists off and twists and falls off the stretcher. He gets to his feet and starts to run away, and they start to chase after them. So he goes into the woods and he's pursued, and he falls down a ravine. And Mulder (laughs) and Ludwig appear at the top, and they're kind of looking for him. And Ludwig spots him. So Mulder shines his torch on him, and this whole fucking scene, the sounds that he was making, I was actually, (laughs) I I, I actually balked. I was just like, as I watched it, it was fucking disgusting. Like it was well, it was well done, but I was just like, when you're choking on a dick, that's a nice. And let's face it, that's basically what was happening. It's, it's, oh, no, it was fucking, I never used to be squeamish. And I, I don't, like, I'm not squeamish at blood or anything, but see, just things now, I'm just like, nah, like, I didn't need to need to see that. Like, the Doesn't world is a shithole enough as itself. I didn't need to fucking have that in my brain. The only thing that bothers me in the X-Files is the horrible bile from tombs. Yeah. And home, like, they're just, that's quite bad, like, they're deformed little. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like boken sounds. This whole scene with him gagging and the thing shooting out his neck, fucking bogging, almost spewed. Didn't really, I just boked. And um, basically, this thing, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, it just like erupts. Even now, it's I'm just basically like, a cross between an, a bit of asparagus and a penis. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I'm gonna And there's no other way to I've describe it. That is what it looks like. It is, but I just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. So Ludwig is like, nah, nah like, we need to go down and help him. Mulder's like, no, like, don't go down there. And they go back and forth. And Tanaka rolls over and the bulge within his throat um, is getting larger. There is a popping noise and this big, like, asparagus thing comes out of his throat. Asparagus and penis, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And he just kind of, like, goes still and... That's why you don't breathe. swallow. <laughs> 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 oh yeah just right nah. Are we it, to with, not? yeah please free me from this hell because yeah. <laughs> i'm walking i can't even finish it I'm a basically he's died and they're minutes. just like what the fuck's happened <laughs> yeah it's an hour t- <laughs> 15 minutes yeah you're, Fuck you're it, I'll i'm about to do the same save me from this hell i'm gonna make you look like an idiot and get this done in 20 yeah <laughs> yeah do it so then we cut to inside the little station thing, wherever they are, and Tanaka's body is wrapped in plastic as Scully is examining it. And Mulder's like, she had like two seconds to look at this, and Mulder's like, what is it? <laughs> She's like, fuck you, dude. Like, give her a chance. And she says she can't see for sure without better equipment. And he says he'll take any fee that she's got. And then she says it appears to be some kind of fungus. So it's basically the last of us. So where is Daddy Joel? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That is what we need. Yeah. That would that would have saved everybody. It would. A little Pedro Pascal saves the day. Yes. Yeah. 
Mulder asks her anything she recognizes, and she says, I'm not a botanist. I'm a medical doctor. No, fiddle enough. She says, it's an unknown... Now, how do you say this? Is it Janice or Genis or Jen? I don't know. She says it's unknown. Oh, they're all you were going to do this in 20 minutes. Yeah, so. I'm doing it in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> She steps back to let Mulder look down the microscope and he asks her what he's looking at. It's like, why even looking if you don't fucking have a clue? So she has like spores <laughs> and that she scraped them off the tip of the, <laughs> the tip of the cock coming out of Tanaka's <laughs> And she says it appears as if one of the spores grew inside of Tanaka until it reached reproductive maturity. Funnily enough, uh, wait, I oh, like cock. me the box. And then oh. she says it basically outgrew its host and then just, you know, popped out to say hello. But she says there was like massive tissue damage to the respiratory tract. And then Mulder says that would account for the sand in his lungs. And then Ludwig's like, you found sand in his lungs? And Mulder said it was silicon dioxide, the waste product of a silicon-based organism. And again, Ludwig's like, there's no such thing. Then <laughs> Scully's like, maybe neither is. And I'm like, Scully, can you stop jumping like from one side to the other and just stick on fucking one side of the fence? Because honestly. <laughs> but she says they won't have conclusive proof until they can determine the molecular structure of the spores. So Mulder's arguing where like, how else would you explain the sand in the lungs? And he says that Tripkos was right. And then Jesse's like, Daniel knew about this. And Mulder says that he discovered the spore and the samples of that the thing what's called firewalker the machine thing brought up jesse says he would have told them and Mulder says not if he dis- what he discovered was too disturbing even for him to understand scully says it might explain something else the spore could explain trepkos's dementia fungi often contain alkaloids that can affect the nervous system <laughs> again the last of us so <laughs> ludwig says yeah what about us i mean we weren't exposed <laughs> okay um, they couldn't be more shifty about it by the way as well they're so yeah. obviously hiding that they were exposed yeah Scully says that she doesn't know that if it's an airborne microbe any of them could have inhaled the spore and then Jessie's like so we're not going home this poor girl she just wants to leave I know what a shame so sad bless her recon yeah. socks she's really good in this uh-huh. she does a good job yeah and Scully says not until they know how it's transmitted and how it incubates because if one of them's infected they can't risk like giving it to the to a larger population so then Jessie's like just devastated and goes back to her room and oh, Mulder her. radios for help he gets a response and says that they're holding like they're holding a helicopter from or some shit and Mulder tells him to notify <laughs> the FBI headquarters that his party is quarantining due to possible contagion and to have the CDC set up an evacuation unit on high alert. They ask for the nature of the contagion, and Mulder and Scully again just look at each other like, <laughs> and Mulder <laughs> tells them that it's a biological agent of unknown origin. And then basically just saying, all right, bro. <laughs> Alright, dude. Yeah, Scully tells Ludwig to go check on Jesse and he heads off after her and then Mulder and Scully are alone so they just, you know, look into each other's eyes and fall in love and all that shit. Mulder tells Scully that he's going to find Tripkos. Scully asks what if he's already dead and Mulder says then he'll have a tough time answering my questions because of course Mulder is a sarcastic little twat. Oh, yeah, nice. he's a wee dick. <laughs> Mulder says what what Tripco's found could change everything they understand about the origin of evolution of life. Caca. Scully says he's dangerous. He's already killed two men. And Mulder says that he has to find out why. So basically Ludwig's been a little peeping Tom and dropping in over a conversation. <laughs> so he's heard everything that they've said. Scully asks, Will you at least let me go with you? And Mulder shakes his head. He's like, Nabby. <laughs> Scully's like, listen, she knows what he's thinking, but they both have to get over it. She's back and she's not going anywhere. <laughs> 
And then Molly's like, you have to finish the autopsy. Like, so softly. And I'm just like, that's just his excuse because he doesn't want her to be in danger. And she's like, bitch, I said what I said. (laughs) But he's like, listen, we need that done or so that we can know what we're dealing with. And then he gets super close to her and puts his hand on her shoulder. So unnecessary touching, but also necessary touching. Yeah. He says, I'm counting on you to keep all of us from ending up on that slab. (laughs) So... Just like, yeah. You know you know that TikTok you said from the Twilight one with that cat? <laughs> it's just me making that noise. <laughs> just climbing the walls watching this episode like... Definitely. That's me. <laughs> then Mulder goes down to where Ludwig and Jesse are and they're sitting whispering to each other and Ludwig tells Jesse to do like they said, okay? Jesse says, uh-huh. You know what to say, right? And Mulder then interrupts and says, I could use a little help. And Jesse leaves the room and Ludwig asks what he wants. And Mulder says he wants directions, a counter map, USGS survey, anything that can help me get here. And then he hands some photos to Ludwig. Ludwig says, all right, there are the steam caves. They feed into the Sherman crater. That's how we access the caldera. Is that what it's called? He asks where Mulder got them from. And Mulder says he got them from Firewalker. They were transmitted right before Trepscos destroyed its camera. That was so broken up and not <laughs> Watch me smash this in 20 minutes. <laughs> and camera worse than mine. Yeah. So Ludwig says, Did oh, so you're finally going after trip course, huh? And then tells him you won't find him with those and you won't find him with any map either. And then he goes to get a drink and Mulder's like, how do I find him? Ludwig says, you won't, not without a guide. And then Mulder like smirks and he's like, a guide because he knows fine well that Ludwig's saying he wants to go and Ludwig says he's been there for almost a year he spent months in those caves chartering every fissure every crevice so that Firewalker wouldn't trip if Tripkos is there he can find him and Mulder asks why he's so eager to help find him and (laughs) he wants to go see his boy yeah exactly he wants to get that dick (laughs) he wants to get that fire dick So oh, the firewalker dick. Yeah. He says he doesn't want to wait around for Trepkos to kill him like he did to Pearson Erickson. And he says, plus you've got a gun. So he's like, you're the only person that's getting yeah. us out of this place. So then we see Ludwig and Mulder going into the caves. Mulder asks, whatever he's smelling, is it toxic? Had the question been asked the other way around and Mulder had been asked that, he'd be like, sorry, that yeah. was me. But <laughs> Ludwig misses his opportunity. And he says, between the heat and the sulfur, it can get pretty nasty down here, but it won't hurt you. You'll get used to it. Mulder asks how far the cave goes down and then he says how they like twist and turn and there's like a lot of maze and all this pressure like a rat in a maze so they pause for a while and then a flare gun gets fired and it strikes Ludwig in the back and he falls to the ground I don't know would a flare do that much damage if it wasn't like right up close range I mean, it'd probably burn because it'd be hot, wouldn't it? it Yeah, but he's dead after that shot, is he not? Anyway, Mulder goes to check on him and then Tripkos emerges from the the cave and he reloads the flare gun. So then we see Tripkos standing over Mulder with the flare gun and Tripkos asks for Mulder's gun and then tells him to get away from Ludwig's body. He then pours, I don't know, like lighter fluid or something on Ludwig's body. Mulder asks him why he's doing it. Says he's already dead. How many times do you have to kill him? I was like, how stupid are you, Mulder? Clearly he's wanting to destroy this fungus. Like, why is that not your first thought? Yeah. Anyway, Mulder looks down and sees a large bulge in his pants <laughs> in Ludwig's neck, and Trips goes fires another flare at him, and then it like gets lit. He like the body, you know what I mean? It's on fire. We're doing a wee cremation yep. here. Okay, yeah, just went up. Just. Time to <laughs> 
that stock fire sign where they're just like stock fire sign. You don't hear that like, in films and stuff where it's like the stock fire sign where it, oh, it something like, goes uh, up it and it's just like, like it's like Jesus Christ, calm down. <laughs> so then we cut to Scully, who's working in the lab. She's got like some reddish shit in a test tube under over a Bunsen burner or something like that. I'm sure. And she's gone on a big, massive fucking tangent. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, Scully says, based on her preliminary data, she's come to the hypothesis that unless these are spo- the spores are ingested, oh my god, unless the spores are ingested or inhaled by the host <laughs> organism you, immediately upon you. their release, they become harmless, effectively dead. She then goes to check on Jessie and knocks on her door. Jessie asks who it is or what is it or something like that she's like what do you want or whatever scully tells her that she might like to know that the chances are good that none of them were infected and that they were a safe distance away from tanaka when the spores were scattered so as soon as Mulder and ludwig come back they can leave and she just needs to do a few more tests so then we cut to inside the room and jesse is looking in the mirror and she's coughing and then she sees like the big bulge moving around in her neck poor jesse and scully's like asking if she's okay and then we cut back to Mulder and Tripkos. Mulder asks what went wrong and what did Firewalker carry back to the surface. And Tripkos says that Firewalker brought up an elephant. The truth is an elephant described by three blind men. The first man touches its tail and says it's a rope. The second man feels the rough leg and says it's a tree. The third man feels the trunk and says it's a snake. Mulder says, what about you? What do you see it is? I'm already lost. <laughs> I like that analogy, that was good. I'm already lost Mulder. I've had too much wine. <laughs> Tripkos says, I see the earth holds some truths best left buried. So again, this is very much like ice something buried in the mm-hmm. in the earth core that they don't wanna yeah. they don't need to know about. Not core, but you know, yeah. one of the cross, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mulder says like the spore and then Tripkos like, Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and Mulder says that he's an FBI agent and Tripkos is like, You don't look like a policeman and is like truer words have never been spoken <laughs> like he does not look like a policeman especially yeah. right now in a fucking canadian tuxedo it's just like what are you doing here brah yeah yep. i mean it looks good but he doesn't so look true. like he's with law enforcement so Mueller says he came down to investigate the death of erickson and tripco says that's not why you're here you believe you can petition heaven and get some penetrating answers if you found the answer what would you do with it and Mulder says he just wants to know what happened after the first descent what did they find and Tripco says it was porous obsidian Erickson thought it was some sort of rock so I told him to pulverise it for analysis and Mulder asks if Erickson released the spore and Tripco says he discovered a new life form in a single moment everything that science held sacred suddenly turned on its head Mulder asks what about Erickson and if he was infected and he says I was too immersed in my own work to notice I'd been alone in the lab for three days when I heard their screams they were all gathered around him by the time I realised what was happening they were already changing the spore grew in each of them until it became them Mulder asks what he means and Tripco says it's a parasite it lives to find a host Mulder asks if he was infected and he says no Mulder says oh so like you destroyed your work the transmitting equipment and killed Pierce so no one could could leave and Tripco says no one can leave Mulder asks what about Jesse and Tripco is like Jesse and he's like was she exposed to the spore and then he said, confirms that they were all exposed Mulder says he has a colleague and then corrects himself saying a friend more like the love of your life Mulder let's be honest love of your life. Life. and he's like she's with Jesse right now let me go to her <laughs> and Tripco says she may already be infected so Mulder goes to leave and Tripco aims the gun at Mulder and like cocks it uh, Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> and Tripco says, you can't let him leave. So I was bad about half, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but Tripco says, I can't let you leave. Just the immediate, and yeah. then Mulder says, 
I wasn't saying yeah to you. I just meant yeah, we do one. Um, sure. Right. So Trapco says, right. you can't leave. We need to, yeah. we need to we get post. to the fourth Fast and Furious yeah. film. <laughs> We're on the clock. Everyone's like, why are you watching that show? I'm like, listen, that was my teenage years. Shut up. It's yeah. our childhood. This is Saturday afternoons on ITV yes. in the summer. You don't, you don't understand. Also, the girls that get, like get. A Fast and Furious marathon on one year. It was on Christmas Eve, and my mom was wanting us to help. And we were like, ah, "We're finishing this film, and then we're going to help you." And she kept saying, "Like, I need you to do yeah. this." And then she started crying because she was so stressed. And Rachel came through and was like, "You made oh, mom no. cry." <laughs> and I was like, "Listen, I told her just let me get to the past, end of Fast and Furious, and I'll fucking come out." <laughs> Like, no need to get stressed, man. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> Trip goes for the fifth time and says Mulder can't leave. And Mulder says, then you're going to have to shoot me because I'm walking out of here. And it's like, yes, because he will do anything <laughs> for his bee. Bitch, I said yeah. what I said. <laughs> so then we cut back to the station where Scully is just like looking down our microscope. And then the power suddenly goes out. Scully grabs her torch and starts to look around. She hears some noise and then like something like Jesse and no one answers. So she goes to the electrical boxes and checks like the trip switches, but there's no problem there. So she closes the door and then Jesse appears and Scully likes like, oh my god, you scared me. And then asks if she's okay, which she clearly isn't. She's clearly in pain. And she pushes Scully towards the table and then puts some handcuffs on her so that the, the two of them are like handcuffed together. And Scully asks what she's doing. And she's like, my safe word is Okaboji. <laughs> and then Scully sees yes. the big bulb. <laughs> I was thinking the exact good, same good, thing. Good. Are you picking up what I'm pinned down? <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm throwing it over my shoulder, bro. I'm hefting it over my shoulder. Brian. So Scully sees the, the bulge coming out of her neck. And then we cut to Mulder running through the woods. Oh, no. Trying to get to her. Oh, and no. then we cut back to Scully. She takes, yeah, she takes Scully to the, she takes... Jesse O'Neill to the table and then she like puts her hands down so that she can like cut the the what you call them the handcuffs she's trying to break the handcuffs of like an ice pick it looks like like a mountaineer thing it's a bit like that scene from Titanic when Jack and Rose are trying to break the cuffs with the axe so she strikes Mm -hmm. a few times and like she puts some dents in it but she ain't breaking it and then we see cut back to Mulder who's reached the station because he's fast as fuck boy fast as fuck boy then we cut back inside, so like this thing's about to fucking pop out of Jesse's neck. So Scully like throws Jesse over her shoulder. <laughs> and I don't know what she's doing. Like she's the tiniest person ever, but she has all the fucking strength you can imagine. And she throws this bitch over her shoulder mm-hmm. and then takes her to like the sample chamber thing and like chucks her in there and closes the door. But the the chain would break the like would stop the door closing properly. So when it comes to spores, yeah, they thinking. would get out of that. That's a massive uh-huh. plot hole. They should have found yeah. a different way of her being able to do that. But yeah, anyway, sure. yeah, she's she's behind that glass stuff, and the <laughs> the, the 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 asparagus penis comes out of her neck, and all the spores go. <laughs> it comes basically. So that happened. <laughs> she shoots this load, and then Mulder comes in, and he's like shouting, "Scully!" <laughs> and she's like, "I'm okay, I'm okay." And it's like, "The fuck you are!" But okay. <laughs> So Mulder yeah. comes down and kneels in front of her and then they're just like breathing heavily into each other's faces. It's very intimate. 
And then like, he touches her cheek with his hand and he strokes her cheek with his thumb and it's just so cute. And he just missed her so much and he's so worried about her. And again, she's me. like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm going to pass yeah. out now. I will see you all later. <laughs> so then Mulder gets the key for the... She's like, Okoboji. And he's like, okay. And gets the key in. Gets the key <laughs> yeah. from the handcuff. Free and... me from this hell. She's just like yeah, me for And real. then Mulder helps her up and then he like looks... Uh, Jesse and the asparagus oh, cock coming out of her throat. And Scully's like, Look, she was infected. I think no shit, Scully. <laughs> she's like, yeah, no she's like I don't shit, know how. And then Mulder says that Erickson was the original host. When the fungus shed its spores, everyone was at the ground zero except for Trepkos. Scully asks if he found them, and then he comes into the lab right on cue. He goes down onto his knees. He's obviously devastated that Jesse's dead and then he says I told her it would change her life and it's a good throwback to I told her it'd be a nice trip to the forest because I was thinking that too the, at the start of the episode where Jesse's like oh he said it would be an adventure and I'm like yeah. oh it just reminds me of oh I thought it'd be a nice trip to the forest the lesson they're trying to teach us here is don't listen to men <laughs> yeah don't yeah. fucking listen to Mulder don't fucking yeah. listen to men so Mulder radios for search and rescue and they ask how many's in his party, and then him and Tripko share a look, and then Mulder says, we have two survivors, Agent Scully and myself. And then they say they're like seven minutes out, and Scully's like, what are you doing, Mulder? They're going to want to question him, and Mulder's like, <laughs> Mulder like just forgets he's a law enforcement agent as always, and he's like, it's over, Scully. You won't yeah. talk. And I'm just like, you could try. You could try and make him talk. Oh. <laughs> so, later we see like, the station getting cleared up and all the notebooks put away into biohazard container oh my god try that again biohazard containers and then we get a voiceover Muller says Scully and I are in the third day of a month long quarantine I bet they fucking love that month long together they're stuck together for that month why didn't we get an episode on that I would have watched a fucking whole like 10 what you call it 10 episode run of them just in quarantine (laughs) we're doing so good yeah like Chris Carter, we were yeah, exactly. fucking episodes. We could have had four yeah. episodes worth. You, bitch. I would have stretched out to ten. I would have done a whole stretch. <laughs> but yeah, could yeah. at least give us four. Could at least just yeah. given us one, man. So anyway, they're in a month long oh. quarantine, undergoing level four Fuck. decon procedures. We are so far without symptoms of fungal contamination. All our specimens and field notes were confiscated by the military biohazard corps prior to our evacuation. As usual, all their like proof gone, all their evidence Shock. gone. Their yeah. presence has delayed. Shocker, eh? What? Fucking A. Shocker, eh? Oh, shocker, eh? Their presence has delayed for an (laughs) indefinite period the arrival of the USGS data retrieval team. I suspect, though, that there will be little little left for them to retrieve. There are no plans at present to explore further any of the hundreds of volcanically volcanically active any volcanoes basically in the Cascade Range including Mount Avalon all access points to that volcano have been sealed off by army engineers and we see Tripkos carrying Jesse's body down into the entrance of the caves and Mulder continues to say that of the members of the Firewalker descent team only Tripkos and Jesse remain unaccounted for they are presumed dead and the search for them has been abandoned Firewalker however was recovered both sensory and locomotive systems were found to be irreparable Found to be irreparable damaged. What? They were irreparably damaged. damaged. Yep, that's what's happening there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The dear. I feel, listen, yeah. I feel that. Do not worry. Mine I'm is so, so far much gone. Worse. 
The data is collected from the, from the Earth's interior will never be known, and the events that occurred at Mount Avalon between the 11th and 13th of November 1994, mine stands as the only record. As in his stands as the only record. I was just a yeah. one-year-old. And yeah, I'm just a wee Then we end the episode. Done. So, where are we rating this one? I like this episode. I do like I it. I love this episode. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a lot like a copy of Ice and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I like it. Ice starts, falls, but, this. All good uh-huh. shit. I like it when they're like, like just trapped somewhere. It's good shit. I yeah. like the asparagus and- cocks. Like, I think that's a good egg <laughs> file. Like the fungus thing. That's good. <laughs> They made a whole yeah. fucking game yeah. show out of fungal infection things. Game show? You know what I mean? Uh, game, exactly. What do you call them? Like a... They were the blueprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The they last the of blueprint? us is basically based on this. Yeah. Don't it show is. me that guy that made them. <laughs> um, yeah, because a lot of folks say, oh, it's just a copy of Ice. But I'm like, yeah, but Ice was probably one of the best yeah. episodes of season one. But he broke. So of course they're going to fucking fix do it. it again. And I'm so glad they did. Yeah, me and too. And they just went an opposite way with it. I'm like, it's fucking brilliant. Love it. For sure. Love right, it. where are you putting it? Because personally, I'd put it right under host. But that's maybe um, going a little high. Yes. No, yeah, I was thinking that. I was trying to think what was at the top. But I'm sure host, host, host is the, is the top, top, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, put it number everyone two. Else is gonna, everyone else listening sure. to this is going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? But listen, They're going to rip it straight, but I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. fuck. We do all we want. Yeah, start your own podcast and put it wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, start your own podcast. Do your own list. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good episode. Obviously, the the ice blueprint worked, so they went with it again. They just went the opposite way. Yeah. It's, it's still fucking good. MSR is, oh, the, the end when you like, cut your cheek. So good. <laughs> I, I just ascend to a higher plane. <laughs> it was the higher plane of existence. I'm just like, peace oh, out, my bitches. My crops are water. It's like that gif of Winnie the Pooh. Just... Why is it that you used to always say it? I don't know. What did you used to say? No, you used to say it. My crops are watered. My, oh, my crops are watered. My skin is clear. My that's fields it. are thriving. Yes. That's it. That's yes. it. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. So we're putting it in at yeah. number two. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, why do we have any yep. listeners left? <laughs> I mean, you followed through. You got that done in about 25 by the minutes. Way, so, by the I'm way, clear the hot mess tonight. I don't fuck around. I'm clear the hot mess. Listen, I, I had the introduction of Bradley Whitford. That was like half an hour. We needed to pay true, homage true, yeah. to the, to the, ma- legend, the man, man, the myth, the legend. When I said after the summer break that I was going to start <laughs> condensing stuff more, I fucking meant it. <laughs> yeah. I tried to, and I did, because there's a lot of fucking waffling. I'm like, oh, I might need this. It. And I was writing my notes after two glasses of wine, yeah. so, you know, there's going to be fucking, there's going to be a mess there somewhere. And I can't I'll write a whole bunch of notes and then just ignore half of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Right, we do don't it. have that many, but do you want to do the fans are out there? I forgot to put out yes. a thing for spooky stories for Christmas time. One year I'll remember. Oh, yeah. That used to be like the old tradition to tell, tell scary stories like at Christmas time. Because it was like winter, everyone was gathered around the fire. Good time to tell them. Yeah, true. Was it scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago? It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> True, true, true. It's the most Don't wonderful you. time. I'm falling through on this. <laughs> of the year. <laughs> the year. Yes. Yes. So, the fans are out there. 
Yes. So at Katie underscore Katie underscore Katie says they are so similar, but it gives me a little more angst and nail biting vibes. I feel a bit more comfortable vibe with Firewalker, probably because of how their relationship has progressed. And they're saying it's close to ice. I'm assuming that's. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, compared it to ice, yeah. Yep, true. I like it. So, Kathy G. Kathy G. The legend. But the last time this year, or we have an episode before. No, this is the last episode of the year. <gasps> no, we're going to do a special episode, one. I think. Yeah, last one of the year. Our blipper episode. Yeah. Yeah, or something. We'll do something, I feel like. The random fucking yeah, shit. The last time, like, on the official episode of the year. Kathy G. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a. a We'll have a 20-minute Bradley Whitford episode. If you want to listen to us, just read out Bradley Whitford's IMDb, which we did do for 20 minutes of this episode, which will be cut out. Then join us on our special episode. Yeah. <laughs> we need to save yeah. it. We need to save it somewhere. And just be like, the hot mess of 2023. This is all our tangents. Uh, oh, dear. Right, okay. Kathy so, Kathy G, G says... It's a retelling of Ice, but what I love is how the MSR has developed in a year. Good point. I do like that. At one point, Mulder refers to Scully as his colleague, then clarifies (laughs) friend. I love her. I love that. He's so protect... Yeah, he loves her. (laughs) He's so protective of her, but still lets her know she's important to the investigation. Yes, she's so underrated. 100% agree. Listen, Kathy G has spoken. She gets the final word. Oh my god, the final word. Oh my god, try that again. She gets the final <laughs> word. No one argue with Kathy G. Yes. She does. You can try, but you'll be wrong. Yeah, you can try, but you'll be <laughs> yeah, successful. You won't, you won't succeed. Yeah. 100% <laughs> wrong. I mean, at Heart Eyes for David replied to Kathy G's tweet and says, 100% agree, uh, plus look at Mulder. And it's him and his yeah, little Canadian tuxedo, his nice denim on down, his little t shirt. stubble. He looks yeah, good. Yeah, he's too. Got sleeves rolled cute. up because he's a fucking, fucking whore. Cute. So good. Yep. He's a whore. He's a whore. And at Heart Eyes for David also says, I always forget how much I love this episode. The story is cool and the acting is top notch. Plus, we get this awesome MSR yeah, moment. Yeah, I'm touching. Yeah. Mulder running about Scully because he just got her back. It's precious. Yeah. At Heart Eyes for David, bringing us with all the good so gifts good. and photos. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Oh, my crops <laughs> my are skin ward. is clear. My skin is my clear. My are what? <laughs> my feels are thriving. <laughs> oh, dear. And yeah, that's all we've got. That's all we've got. So, yeah, we'll we'll be releasing something, I think, before the new year. We're going to try working on that. You don't have to listen to it. <laughs> I'm surprised you're listening <laughs> to these regular episodes, to be honest. Yeah. God bless you. My hour and 15 minutes worth of yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you half an hour of it's usable. <laughs> yep. Oh, fucking hell. We were all, we were both going off. Most of those tangents were my fault. So, let's be honest. I, I, <laughs> they <laughs> were. Yeah. You love a tangent. Um, but yeah, next but they were regular good. scheduled episode will be Red Museum, which is a pretty shit episode, but it's got that really great scene where he wipes mm-hmm. the barbecue sauce off her face and oh my god. Oh. So, um, <laughs> yeah, join us for that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at the MSR Files Pod. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the MSR Files Podcast. And you can send in your own spooky stories to the MSR Files Podcast at gmail.com. I can go through that pretty fucking flawlessly, if I don't say myself. 
when I'm drunk, I get that last bit better than I do when I'm sober. Not mm-hmm. that I'm ever sober, but like when I'm tipsy doing this podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think that's that it. Gotcha. So have a lovely Christmas if yeah. you celebrate. Uh-huh. Or have a lovely 25th mm-hmm. of December. Just have a lovely day. Just have a lovely every day. Yeah. And yes, a, a happy Hogmanay that comes or New Year's Eve, December 31st, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And look out for our special yep. bonus episode. And we'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't see you in 2024. Oh, makes me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.